Welcome to the AdCast. This week, it's absolute territory time again because we are welcoming in this new season of spring anime. Spring 2018. I am your super kirakira, Aidoru host, Renu. And I'm sick. (laughs) (laughs) It's your sick boy soup. (laughs) He's really ready. (laughs) I am ill. But I do this for the fans you do to this for bring the you lovely content of my sick voice telling you about <laughs> Feels bad, man. <laughs> I kid. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, this is more like you subjecting them to yes. your, your wonderful voice. <laughs> yes, my wonderful sick, sick voice. <laughs> should we should we actually explain what absolute territory is for people who have no idea what we are referring to when we say that in our name yeah i i was like talking to, to one of my friends who listens to this show and i realized i never actually got around to explaining what absolute territory is i think most of the people who listen to this show know what it is mm-hmm. just sort of because by necessity, you kind of exist in, in the sphere and you understand it. I mean, I've, I've met people who didn't know or rather they like were like, uh, are you talking about that Ken Ashcord song? <laughs> well, I mean, that, that song is about it. Yeah, exactly. But they thought that that was like the origin of it. And then that's that's not the case. <laughs> If you do not know, Absolute Territory is a translation of a Japanese word or a Japanese phrase, Zetaryoiki, which means, you know, Absolute Territory. And it is re- uh, used to refer to the area of skin between uh, a girl's uh, high socks, usually thigh or knee-high length, and their skirt. Just that little bit of skin there, that's the Absolute Territory. It's it's like a real erogenous zone for certain people out there in the world, and that's why certain it's a trope. <laughs> it's a trope in, in anime now. Certain people <laughs> out there in the world, definitely no one in this podcast. <laughs> and um, uh, yep. It, that's why it's a thing. It, like there are anime out there that actually really explain it in depth. <laughs> so it's it's serious business. It yeah. is. It's a riff on the AT fields from uh, Evangelion. Mm-hmm. And so we had to do it because we both like yeah. that show. And yeah. I think we also both like thighs. We both like thighs. I, I mean, think it's that's true. The, that's the declaration <laughs> I'm making. I don't care if you're on board or not. Assuming my love of thighs. Yeah, who doesn't like thighs? <laughs> I I don't understand. How could you possibly dislike thighs? Someone out there has a few choice words for you. 
His name is Jesus. Hey, Zeus. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that's that's what our podcast is is named because. Yeah. And don't you ever forget that we're named after the very specific portion of skin between a, a woman's thigh highs and her skirt. We had a very deep conversation about this. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when we were thinking, when we were brainstorming names of the podcast, um, yeah. there were a couple of potential ones that came up. Uh, and this one just seemed to fit best. We did consider mm-hmm. using homodachis because, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're homodachis, you and I. <laughs> homodachis because for we life. Are. Because we are, right. <laughs> And that that would also have been kind of a fun play on words, but I think, I I think the the current sort of uh, vibe we have with the uh, Absolute Territory podcast and coming up with a new AT every week is kind of fun. Plus, our first fun. episode was about Evangelion, and yes, you know, how could you talk about anime without talking about Hideaki Anno's Wild Ride, Neon Genesis <laughs> Evangelion? It was a must. <laughs> It's a must. It's a must. One day we'll see that we'll see that 3.0 plus 1.0 movie. One day. Oh my god, don't remind me of my suffering. By then, Anno will have been replaced by Cyber Anno. <laughs> the only difference is that he's made of metal. He's just as depressed. No, that's sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just how it's just the way of things. <laughs> it's just the general trajectory of of how that goes. Well, this week All we're right. going to be talking about the spring 2018 season. Yeah, to hold us over until Evangelion comes out. <laughs> oh, buddy, it's going to take a little bit more than spring 2018. I know, <laughs> but it's okay. Until then, we have Darling and the Franks to tide us over. Shut up! I don't want this pilot anime. <laughs> I hear, you know, I I did see a screen cap, and it looked like there was a boy in in the the down position of the doggy style. So really, I think I think maybe maybe we got two boys in a in a mecha together. Are you sure that they didn't just like shove him down there? Like, <laughs> yeah, but that'd be good too, right? Like, no <laughs> consent. I no, I mean, obviously, is there consensual? You have to be, you have to consensual to. To do the robot gatai merge fusion. Uh, it's a conversation, <laughs> except the conversation is sex. <laughs> but I mean, well, like, if, if the boy know. if the boy is in the receiving end of the pilot, then mm. whatever. I'm I'm down. I'm down. There's okay. there's something subversive to be dug up there. By which I mean we're gonna have to watch it at some point. No. I you can't get away from it. We have to watch it. But can we not? Can we continue avoiding it? No. <laughs> if you haven't guessed, we're we haven't watched Darling in the Franks, but it's just more Darling in the Franks. So I'm we guessing if you're continued, rather we, we haven't continued past episode like four, because um, <laughs> I'm really tipping our hand like that. But uh, I'm sure if you want to watch it you're already watching it like i don't think there's anything i need to say about it until yeah people who are fans of it are already 
continuing to watch it, whereas people like us are like dragging our feet or not watching it at all. But to be fair, I don't know what it is, but I like sometimes I just fall off of things for no reason. Like I, I couldn't same. finish Little Witch Academia, which isn't yeah, because same. it was bad. It was just because I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I really want to hop back on it and watch it because that is actually something I'm way more willing to watch than Darling in the Franks. <laughs> yeah, but we got to watch it, so. No! <laughs> well, um. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that show can do at this point that will redeem it for me if it's already gone this far in it and I'm not happy with it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm still holding out. I'm still holding out. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Obviously, we we have not been watching Darling in the Franks, uh, but we have yeah. been watching a ton of other stuff. Yes. Or at the very least, we started a bunch of stuff and we're going to continue some of it. Yes. <laughs> As we do. Uh, so obviously, like the 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 two continuing series are uh, the new Boku no Hero season, the new season of yes. My Hero Academia, yes. which is still good. It's yes. this is, I think, one of the arcs that I like uh, a lot. Mm. So I'm kind of looking forward to to seeing it animated. Uh, it seems cool. There's like a really cool. Uh, fight scene that happens. Mm, I like them fights. Um, also, I I do appreciate that, and really, it's just me waiting until we get to the best part hmm. of of My Hero Academia, which is when they introduce my boy Mirio, who is the best character. Period. Okay, I'll keep a lookout. <laughs> he looks like Tintin, but he has the personality of a golden retriever who is also <gasps> a hero. That sounds cute. <laughs> he's he's so pure and he's so dedicated to being a hero, and he's got oh. a fucking wacky ass power, and it's great. Mm. Okay, I'll be ready. So when that comes out, we're gonna watch it together, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, that's such a good boy." You were right. <laughs> you were right. And I'm going to be like, yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> That's the best boy right there. That's best boy, Mary. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm mostly just waiting till then. But I do like this arc. Uh, I do like yeah. the introduction of a uh, little boy who's like, heroes are dumb. My parents were heroes and they died. Oh, yeah, Kota. Yeah, they, they're starting off the season, interestingly. Like, it started off with, like, a lot of training for the kiddos, and then they introduced this kid as just like, heroes and villains are stupid. You want to be a hero? You're stupid. And now he's in trouble <laughs> with the villains when the villains attack. Right. <laughs> I will I will say one of the, the better elements to the show in general is its ability to introduce uh, interesting conflicts. And mm-hmm. this is this is kind of like, we get it, to some extent, in the first, like, two seasons, you know, there's obviously, like, oh, I'm a quirkless, what am I going to do? Oh, now I have a quirk, but, like, I don't know how to use it, right? And those are interesting in and of themselves, but mm-hmm. it's when you start to get to, like, uh, villains like Stain, where it's like, oh, this is a whole, like, ideology that this this dude right. holds, right? Which is yeah. super interesting. Uh, and there's, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's some other villains that come later down the line, uh, especially the most recent one, which are just amazing like Mm -hmm. straight up awesome way up my alley i love it Mm. um yeah i do find like the moral dilemmas 
way more compelling. Like, yeah, of course we want to see like, you know, Deku and all the kids succeed. There's always going to be that overarching like uh, reason to watch. But then they get into some real like stuff that they have to deal with, like as they grow into their own and, you know, become adults is like they have to deal with <laughs> adult decisions. <laughs> Man, Renu, when we get mm-hmm. to the part that I'm talking about, you're going to be like, oh, no, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, you can make that noise. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I can't wait. You should just read the manga. I can't wait for the noise. <laughs> you should just read the manga at some point and then get back to me. No. <laughs> Listen, I've already, I suffered a lot this weekend watching Devil May Cry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still need to watch that. Watch you haven't that. watched it yet? No, I haven't. I hear, so a you... guy, I hear a guy ejaculates to the ceiling. I mean, yes, there's there's a lot to this series, but I can't give any of it away. I just think that you should watch it all the way to the end and then tell me about it. Okay, <laughs> that's that's fair. Well, I don't yeah. have to tell you about it. We can just talk about it on the podcast. <gasps> yes, watch it for the podcast. I'll watch it for the podcast. Okay. Um, yeah, no, Boku no Hero, it's more Boku no Hero. And that's like the same thing I'm going to say about uh, Shokugeki, which we haven't actually started, but I mean, it's Shokugeki. Like, it's, it's, it's more, more Shokugeki. It's more food wars. Like, yeah. So more, more people cooking, more food orgasms, all that delicious yeah. goods. Yeah. I mean, they follow the manga pretty closely anyway. So, you know. Right. It's like, yeah. it's exactly what it is. And mm-hmm. if you like it, you'll watch it. And if you don't, you can just skip it. Yep. But yeah. Like we Darling have- in the Franks. <laughs> Uh, well, okay. We, we're still gonna watch it, though. No! <laughs> I'm gonna make you watch it, though. <laughs> you're gonna have to make me. <laughs> uh, mm, yeah, you're gonna have to watch it, though. <laughs> anyway, we also watched Persona 5, the animation. The animation. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Like, it wasn't like P4 Golden animation quality, which is good because they did not do a great job with that. But no. it's also not. It was, yeah. It's also not like, or I, I will, I, I will say basically, it is kind of like watching the cutscenes in Persona yes. Five. Yes. C- consider that your both your warning and your endorsement. I mean, the game itself, like, if you put all the cutscenes together, it probably would equate to a whole season of anime length, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe. it. Uh-huh. The, th- the thing about it is, uh, the animation is pretty okay. I think the thing about it is it photographs really well, but it doesn't look incredible in motion, necessarily. It right. just kind of looks like an anime, right? Yeah. Like it, as far as I can say about Persona Five, the animation it is Persona Five, but in an animation. Like it is what yeah. it says on the tin. Yeah, yeah, it is exactly what you expect. And um, we had a friend who was watching with us who asked, like, "Is it gonna be like bad for me to watch because I haven't actually seen much of the game?" And we we're like, "No, it's basically gonna be like all the cutscenes put together in a cohesive manner." And it was. Yeah, you can yeah. just you can watch this instead of playing the game. Just know yeah. that you're gonna get things like really hard and fast, and it's not yeah. gonna make a ton of sense because you yeah. don't have time to process anything. Because right. they're fitting a they're like boiling a 120 hour game into a 24 episode anime. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 
Is it 24 episodes? It's like 24. Okay. Yeah. So. At least it's not 12. Yeah. Then we would, we probably wouldn't even meet Haru. <laughs> we would just skip over her entirely. Nope. Haru doesn't <laughs> exist in this. Yeah. <laughs> How unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'd have to watch the rest of it to see how it compares, but like, really, the long and short of it is, it is exactly what you would expect of yes. an animation adaptation of the game. Yeah, like it's so. not stellar, but it's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not bad. Yeah, I wouldn't expect anything spectacular like the reputation of the game. It just is the game in anime form and you would think that it's super spectacular but i mean game concepts don't really translate 100 percent to anime and vice versa so just yeah. go in with that caveat there's there's i mean there's just a lot of things where you can't expect some things to translate over especially not like the investment that you get in the characters by interacting with them right like you don't get yeah. that in the anime and yeah. to have that in an anime would require basically like rewriting how it works. Yeah. Um, and how well you do that really determines how well the adaptation goes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in in a lot of ways, like you're not gonna feel as attached to the characters necessarily as somebody who played the game. But I mean, right. everyone derives different kinds of attachment anyway. So, mm-hmm. at the end yeah, of the day, your mileage may vary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Period. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So next we have Otaku Nikoi wa Muzukashi, which is a manga that Soup and I both adore. Fucking love this manga. Bit. It's so good. If you have a chance, just if you were to choose between watching the anime or reading the manga, highly recommend reading the manga. But the anime is good too. I mean um, it. I will, you know, I'll I'll say the same thing about this too. It's an anime adaptation of the manga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the manga works very well it in its format, right? Because it was made for being a manga, and so having it translate over to an anime, like they had to like slow the pacing down like a lot, a lot, and then I feel like the episodes get a little bit better as it proceeds. Like I felt like episode one was like meh. And then episode two is like, oh, okay, we're getting there. And episode three is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it takes a while for it to get the ball rolling. But um, it's because like there isn't a whole lot of the manga out that I think they had to slow it down quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, I would also tend to agree. I think that the pacing of it is by necessity slower. I, yeah. I will say, I think that to some extent, it's because the manga itself leaves a lot of blanks that the yes, anime can fill them in. Yeah. Um you know, to its to its detriment or not, mm-hmm. it does feel like it isn't as well paced as the manga is. Mhm. And I I think this is just a general trend with anime that try to use the anime to flesh out like what happens in the story and it's like, well, we don't really need this. Like there's a reason that yeah. there's nothing between here and there. Like I wish right, the, exactly. I wish the editing was a little sharper, but you know, yeah. it's an anime mm-hmm. adaptation of a manga I love, so I'm gonna I'm gonna like it. Like Yeah, exactly. Cute. I'm the same. It yeah, it's like yeah, <clears throat> the quality of the anime, if I had to be like less biased about it, isn't great. Like 
if I it's possible. did not read the manga beforehand and love it so much and just watch the anime, I'd be like, it's it's okay, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. it's pretty mediocre. But uh, the I mean, just because the manga is so good, I'm like, I'm gonna watch this anime. I'm gonna freaking finish it. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of um. I mean, I think there's a lot of like anime adaptations of of manga, especially especially like mm-hmm. lesser known ones that mm-hmm. that tend to just get shafted in terms of like budget and production quality. Yeah, um, I would say that it is passable as as mm-hmm. an as an anime. It's just not great. Yeah, and I mean the fact that it exists as an anime at all is is something significant, right? Because like it's it's like a web comic type of manga right it's just like you know somebody just uploaded this yeah online like as a hobby i think and then it became something humongous i mean listen it's about nerds and it's about nerds who are fucking adults fucking yeah (laughs) hang on on, on. it's not that graphic no it's It's... not that graphic but i'm correct It's about adults dating, and they're very cute because they are different types of nerds. So one is and a you know they're railing each other, <laughs> and one of them is a Fujoshi, and the main the main couple. First of all, soup they hardly even hold hands or kiss or anything. Okay, there's a significant lack of any lovey dovey, touchy touchy there. <laughs> you look at you and look at the other the couple. The other two, the other you, two though. <laughs> I was gonna say you look at that other couple and you tell me that they're not just like straight up having okay no i'm not i'm, not, I'm done with this joke um yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> i'm too sick to land this joke uh but yes it is good it's cute it's, it's really cute it's not graphic at all it's yeah. also just it's about older people and that's a demographic that we really don't get to see enough in anime and it's and they're dating and they're complaining about adult worries like working overtime and shitty work. And they're complaining about how people are like, oh, nerds or whatever. It's yeah. cute. It's it's yeah. very charming. Uh, and even if you find some problems with the pacing, I think the general concept and the everything else about it will like tide you over. Because like I I think whatever they didn't put into the budget for the animation, they put into the budget for voice actors. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Because the voice actors are on point, right? Well, because because the the secondary couple is is Tomokasa Sugita and Miyuki Sawashiro. Yes. So like something something there is like okay, okay. Yes. Um. So they definitely carry it, and it, which is great because the characters are the the carrying point of the show, like the series in general. Yeah, they're the they're the heart and soul of it, and also, yeah. also. Hmm. Hanako is voiced by Miyuki Sawashiro, and she's got glasses, and she's my big favorite because of all of those things. There's a Venn diagram of character things that I like. Miyuki, voiced by Miyuki Sawashiro is one of them, whereas glasses is another one of them. This character's right in the middle of them, right in the middle of them. I love how shameless she is about her shipping. She's and so good. Her cosplay is really good. <laughs> And how much she teases her boy. <laughs> there's also there's also another circle of this Venn diagram that's like office ladies, and she just falls in between all of them. Oh yeah, there you you got the holy trinity. Stolaiku don, <laughs> strike zone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's it. I'm done. I'm done gushing. I'm done gushing. <laughs> 
Supi is like the office worker otaku. <laughs> Give me my office workers. I demand more <laughs> office workers. Give me my working adults. If they don't have a salary, what's the point? <laughs> no, I do. I do love. Um, I do love uh, anime and manga about older demographics because I feel like they're yeah. not represented enough, which is weird because no. like I'm still a schoolboy, so like. I mean, I, I identify with these people a lot. So. <laughs> As a working girl. <laughs> it's obviously not that I'm, like, identifying with these people necessarily, yeah. but, like, there's just something about it where, like, I'm sick of seeing teenagers. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, we get, it's like overexposure, right? <laughs> I'm over teenagers. Give me, give me people worrying about their 401ks. <laughs> you know what it is? You know what it is? Uh. It's wish fulfillment and fantasy, where I'm just like, I wish that I could be a working, uh, sustainable <laughs> adult who could afford to uh, live in a in an apartment just by working at a company. Yeah, right. It's just like I I wish that I could make a living wage. Yeah, and then also like use that to fund your otaku ways. Right, exactly. That's the dream. <laughs> That's the dream. Yeah, it is the dream. <laughs> that reminds me. Someone huh. donated to our podcast, and I know that you know this, but nobody else knows this, and I want to give a shout out to that person. I'm not going to say your name because, you know, you haven't given us permission to say your name. But Yeah, that's confidential. <laughs> we know that you're out there, and we appreciate you greatly. Thank you yeah. for your donation like two or three months ago. It was a <laughs> long time ago, and it just sort of slipped my mind until now. Oh my god! Like, like... <laughs> So you were the you were the only one that saw it, and then you told me about it like weeks after, I think. <laughs> yeah, I I totally forgot to mention it. It's okay. Well, if they're still listening, which I hope they are, thank you. <laughs> to be fair, I was also sort of just in shock. I, like, and this happens anytime someone will is willing to give me money for something that I do. I'm just like, really? That's worth money. I would have been shocked as well that people would give us any kind of attention or money for our podcast or whatever. <laughs> like us holding a conversation about the things we love. I mean, it's fair. It's fair. I, I mean, I, they're allowed to do what they want. So we're not going to say no. We're just going to be surprised every time. You're going to be shocked. I mean, yeah. really what you're doing is you're just funding my coffee habits, which as... <sighs> As a as a college student, you are literally saving my life. Just consider that. <laughs> you could have just said like they were funding your Adobe suite or whatever, and that would have been more viable. You're, al you're also you're also funding <laughs> my uh, my Adobe uh, subscription, which is really pricey. <laughs> it's so pricey. Listen, I had to pay full price, you student. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe that you actually like bought Adobe. I wish it I wish I could keep it forever, but I have to pay that much every year because Adobe is allowed to do that because everyone needs their programs. Yeah. Uh it's it's terrible. I've I've grown to rely upon Adobe Edition to mm -hmm. edit this podcast and now mm -hmm. if I'm ever forced away from it, I will die. I will perish into oblivion. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we would probably be able to like make audacity work because lots of people make audacity work it's just like we're spoiled now yeah i mean i'm spoiled listen one of my friends makes a podcast in audacity and the amount yeah. of 
thing, like the amount of absolute witchery that he has to do to make that program work is honestly horrifying to me. I'm a lazy person. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time and I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to do it easy town. Just want to easy street. Just want to go easy street. I say as if I don't actually put work in the pod. I put work in the podcast. This this thing takes a lot of time to edit. <laughs> you have to edit out your sickness now. <laughs> I, well, I'm going to edit out some of the sickness so that you don't get all my cyber cooties. Yes, please. Listen, we talked about this and how you invade people's ears. Yeah, no, I mean. With your germs. That's, so. Well, you, you say that as if that's not what it's like when I just start talking normally. <laughs> or it's just like. Every time I open my mouth, it is an invasion of someone's ears. <laughs> Nobody asked for my voice to be there, but here it is. Yeah, but now they get sick from it, so it's like a double whammy. Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate that the illness that I have this time is so concentrated in my sort of like sinus slash throat area, and it's like very phlegmy because it's. It definitely affects my inflection and mm. how I sound, and that's not great. I don't like that. It's okay. You'll be better by the next time we record, and it'll be fine. Yeah. Like, you came down with this really quickly. It uh, felt like to me, anyway. Well, I actually had it for a bit. You just couldn't hear it as badly uh, when we were doing oh. anime yesterday. Oh. I mean, no, I heard it yesterday, but the before that, I didn't hear it at all. But then again, there were a couple days where I didn't. We didn't talk, so I don't know. Oh, get better soon. No, I remember <laughs> now. That was because that was because uh, you you we like we talked to each other, and mm-hmm. then my roommate was like, "One of my roommates was gone for that weekend, and the other one was sick, and then I caught his sickness, and now we're both sick." Ah, yeah, that's what see. Happened. That's why you caught it quickly. Well, yeah, Someone it's because I live in a big <laughs> old germ box. That germinates nothing but super viruses. It's like an airplane, but you it's live like, in it. Forever. It's like an airplane, but I live in it forever. <laughs> okay, well, I, I don't think we're talking about dating otakus we're, anymore. No, let's move on. It's a very cute anime, and you should watch it's it if great. you like romance and people who aren't literal children. Yes. <laughs> Though they're they're like adult children. Also, because they're adults, they're allowed to drink on television, and that's refreshing. Yeah, while playing Nintendo. Every time I watch <laughs> that, I want I want a beer. I'm just like, mmm, beer. <laughs> I I've been refraining. Right. Like I've been refraining from drinking because I'm sick. I want my body to yeah. recover. I miss it. I want I want a beer. beer. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Listen, it's it's a refreshing beverage. Yeah. An ice cold <laughs> bead. It's so hot, Renu. It is so warm here. <laughs> it is so warm here in my big germination box that I call a home. <laughs> the the absolute haven for disgusting bacteria that is a dorm. <laughs> You'll be okay. I'll be okay. You'll so live, we, your your immune system will be stronger when you emerge victorious. I you know what I I actually think my immune system is pretty strong because I don't get sick that often. 
<laughs> it's actually so this is just like the super derbs right like it's it's you. actually a miracle that i've gotten sick twice in the last four months mm-hmm. like that's weird mm-hmm. but anyway that's that's because i live in a fucking dorm hall that's why <laughs> that's aside from the point uh we watched mm-hmm. golden kamui or we're watching golden kamui which is Dude. If you don't know, it is a historical treasure hunt adventure set in the Meiji era, which <laughs> which is from 1868 to 1912 in Japan, which is fo- basically just following the Russo-Japanese War, and of course, you know, uh, around like right before World War One, and then of course much before World War Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is about a soldier who comes back from. Uh, the front lines named Sugimoto the Immortal because no matter how many times you try to kill this guy, he don't die. He's like Rasputin, but a Japanese man. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Which is, I mean, I joke about this, but like the amount of shit that he goes through is absolutely wild because you've only watched a couple episodes, but he gets stabbed and shanked in all manner of ways. He gets his head bashed against things. He fights multiple bears. He gets shot in the head and survives. I'm already astonished just watching a couple episodes. Like you, there's like really strong like Revenant vibes, right? Because they're like in the snow, you know, in the dead forest or whatever, and they're like you know doing their treasure hunt thing. And then this boy has to fight everything. He really does. <laughs> and then he, he has a small girl as his partner, and they decide to work together. And she, you know, saves his butt. He saves her butt, that kind of thing, whatever. But, like, for real, it's like survival wilderness, the anime. Yeah. In in a lot of ways, it's, it's very much like that. Because it's about um, the sort of northern Japanese area before it was... Or in the process of uh, sort of like, I, I don't know if I would say colonization, but like that, I would say colonization, right? Like, mm. because it is probably um, the piece of Japanese popular media that has the best and most accurate portrayal of the Ainu people, which if you don't know, that's the people that were displaced by the the native people to the Japanese islands that were displaced by the Japanese as we know them now. Yeah. Um, And they basically lived all along Japan up until like where it technically becomes Russia. And then Russia was like, hey, that's ours. So they took it from Japan and then Japan fought back. And that was the Russo-Japanese War. There you go. There's your 12-second history. Thanks. Yeah. So it is is about... uh, Ainu gold, uh, so there there was just a bunch of gold stashed up by the Ainu people to uh, fight against the Japanese government, basically. They want to use the gold to buy weapons, but only, like, one person knows where it is, and he had it. He had the, the treasure map tattooed onto a bunch of people that were prisoners on, like, death row. Not death row, but, like, in Abashiri, which is, like, a high-security, max, max, max security prison at the time. Um... And then they escape, of course, and someone, if they find all these people with these tattoos, they'll be able to decode it. Except the plot twist that you get in the first episode or two is that uh, basically the lines mean that you're supposed to skin the people and use their skin to use to, as a treasure map. 
Yeah, they don't connect correctly unless you skin the person and lay down the, the map flat, right? Like, you can't just copy it off of someone's back and, and have it work like that. You have to skin them. <laughs> and yeah. so, uh, yeah, so, like, it's it's a very brutal anime. It's really cool if you have the stomach for it, but uh, <laughs> very, very gory. It is, yeah, it's um, really gory. Yeah. They don't pull any punches when yeah. when it's, like, people skinning other people, people cutting into each other's faces, like, people's yeah. faces being blown off. In the manga, yeah. it's, like, you see every frame of it, and in, in the anime, it's probably pretty similar. Uh, they, <laughs> they so far have not really pulled any punches with it. Yeah, they haven't. Uh, um, I, honestly, I'm just waiting for when a bear gets to actually maul a person on screen, because... And here's like my one big sort of caveat about the show is that all of the yeah. animals are CG. But like yeah. <laughs> but it's like really weird because the bear the bear is like really realistically textured. It's like a it's like a bear that would come out of like a 2018 video game. Except it looks like a fluffy bear. It, it, it's like a fluffy bear but it totally doesn't fit in the backdrop of like the the anime. Right. Yes. It just looks out of place because it's yeah. obviously a CG bear, and then the wolf comes in, and the wolf is like a different kind of CG where it's not as. It's detailed. like a two D CG, right? And then the bear is like a three D CG, and then they fight, and it and looks so bizarre. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. That's like my one my one big worry about the show is is the mm -hmm. use of the CG for the bear. I get why they did it, but I kind of mm -hmm. wish that they hadn't. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but everything else about the show is pretty good, I would say. Yeah. It's a pretty yeah. faithful adaptation of the manga in all the in all the right ways, I would say. I really like it. I'm so excited to see the story, like how it goes from here cuz I haven't read the manga at all. I've oh, only seen Renu. like the panels that you showed me. So You're you're <laughs> in for such a ride. This like Golden Kamuy is probably one of the most engaging stories that I've read in a long time. It's ah. it's so good and it has like all the right plot turns and twists yeah and it's just thrilling like it's a, it's one big thriller it's very yeah. exciting to watch i mean so far like episode to episode has been really really good so i'm excited plus it's probably the best portrayal of ainu people that we're gonna get in, in anime mm -hmm. it's really cool yeah oh it's oh. very gory it's yes. very exciting it's also very yes. homoerotic. Like <laughs> it's it's obvious that in in the in the off time whoever draws this manga is like is like a bara enthusiast. Oh. <laughs> because like there's a lot there's I can't a lot of wait. There's a lot of shots and and scenes where there's just a bunch of shirtless and or like um pantsless dudes and yeah. Lots, lots of dicks going in snow. You never see them, mind you, but it's always implied. Okay. Uh, okay. But there's just lots of situations where the dudes end up naked or wrestling and or both. Ah. Well. Can't wait for that to be animated. <laughs> Listen, it's a good time. It's a good time. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> CG bears and people naked wrestling. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Some of the men look very odd. Some of the men look very attractive. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> also, in in one of in some of the latest chapters, they call one of the characters like basically they just call him thick. It's just like, hey, you put on too much weight, and he jiggles. <laughs> His butt jiggles. He's thick with two C's. Thick with the extra C. <laughs> yeah. So that that's Golden Kamui. I think the music's also okay. pretty good for this. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. It's just. It's not your it's not your everyday, I would say. Like it's not generic at all. It's very exciting. No, it's not. The yeah. setting and premise is very unique and it's executed yeah. in a way that's enjoyable to watch if you can get over the CG bear animal uh, <laughs> like I think regardless the story is refreshing. Yeah. No. <laughs> like this this is a thing that you sh- you should watch regardless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and speaking of things you should watch, you should watch a Megalobox. Oh my gosh, Megalobox. <laughs> so Megalobox, I'm actually really excited to talk about because I don't normally like boxing anime. Yeah. Or sports anime in general. Um, yeah. But like, so what this is, is it is a, um, f- it's basically for the 50th like anniversary of Ashita no Joe or Tomorrow's Joe which was an immensely popular uh, boxing a- uh, manga and anime in Japan. Very foundational to the sort of like sports and boxing genres, as well as, you know, shonen in general, I guess. Uh, but it's it's about a guy who boxes, right? But like, he's just kind of a shithead. Like he goes to jail and then he, he boxes once he's out of jail. Is what happens in the original. So this is a mm-hmm. readaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an adaptation into uh, a sort of punk esque, like very very nineties inspired aesthetic, where it's um, kind of you you it's it's very like Cowboy Bebop. It's very uh, Trigun. Um, yes. It's very. Uh, it's almost very Akira. Yeah, in, like in the whole aesthetic. aesthetic. Yeah, it's like if you were to watch this anime, you would think that it was from like the 90s, right? Just like because they they even use like the same like grainy like filtery like, you know, stuff. Like it's not like high polished HD, you know, that you would see yeah. in today's anime. So they purposely make it look old. They even purposely I feel like lower the fidelity of it where it feels it feels like I'm watching something that's been like expanded from 4 by 3 yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the way that it shines, though, by using today's technology is like during the fight scenes, right? They are able to make the fights look so fluid and impactful by doing stuff that they could use with today's technology, not like even like CG necessarily. It's just like by illustration techniques and stuff like that, that would have been really expensive to do, you know, way back when. Yeah, it it carries the the heart of uh, '90s anime as mm-hmm. as an aesthetic without yes. betraying what all of that is about, which I think is yeah. really important. Actually, uh, I think yeah. that Ashita no Joe is like a very important property uh, in like or the use of it is a very is a very important factor in it working. Yeah, yeah, it's about. Um, like the original manga was kind of the result of the kind of social upheaval that was happening in the sixties, mm-hmm. and so Joe is like emblematic of the struggles of like the working class, right? Like he's the big right. underdog facing against you know bigger and bigger opponents, mm-hmm. and so to have that carry over into the 
you know, new adaptation is is really good. And it's it's the reason it works, right? Because he's like basically just like a shithead boxer from the underground ring. And there's that one moment in the third episode where like he gets the or like that kid gets the the whatever gear, right? And then he puts it on him and he's like, oh, wow, he's got the prototype boxing gear now. He's so cool. Yeah, he looked cool. And then he uses it and it breaks. It breaks immediately. It it breaks immediately. (laughs) That's when I knew the show was legit because I was like, oh, that's it. You did it. Yeah, that's how you. Yeah, do. I loved it. I'm so excited because it hits all the good notes of you know like sports anime or whatever you know like that kind of thing without like hitting too many of the downfalls yet. Like it might get into it later on, but right now it's like it's hitting all the high points for me at least. No, yeah, I I would tend to agree. I I think that it because it's using the basis of Ashtano Joe as its as its like core. Mm-hmm. Uh, it inherently has all of the the kind of nice nostalgic uh elements of sports anime because like that this is where they originate right but yeah a lot of times i feel like in adaptations it can feel like if something is adapted uh after the fact it can feel like oh you're just copying all the tropes even though it's like no this is the progenitor of all those tropes this is what happened right, right. with uh john carter mm. where um John Carter is like, uh, in a lot of ways, it birthed a lot of the popular ideas of of you know pulp science fiction or whatever or like mm. sci fi movies. But because you know it it was like a novel that we adapted into a movie only recently, some sometime yeah. in the last six years, I think maybe mm-hmm. seven, eight. I don't know. I don't know. I still think it's twenty eleven right now. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> sometime in the 2000s sometime in the it 2000s it was adapted yeah. and it was basically just panned because you know everybody was just like i mean we've seen this all before you're like you're right you have seen that all right. before but that's because because it made that right it was the origin yeah it, it turned out to not be a super good movie because people were like well the story's obvious and it's like well yeah because it's it's the reason yeah but i, I, <laughs> it's the reason I feel for like everything. In, a, in a kind of interesting twist like Ashton and Joe doesn't feel like that. It feels very sincere in its portrayal. It it feels very mm. much like an homage both to the source material, like a respectful homage too, right? To the source material, which obviously I've never read because it's old as fuck. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's it's a foundational piece of, of media in, in Japan. And yeah, it's also kind of an homage to like the the way that things were, right? Mm-hmm. like the 90s and i mean this isn't necessarily just like kind of like a, a weird like nostalgia trip right like everything was better in the 90s right like obviously yeah. obviously not some of the most impactful things to me personally have come out in the last couple years sure but there's a lot of love i think put in and a lot of like care and attention put into um, yeah this adaptation that makes it work yeah. in a lot of ways it's like redline yeah. right where redline is and I'm I'm going to make you watch it at some point. Um Okay. But it's a movie that's very concerned about like old and new and the ways that they kind of um intermingle with each other. This is another concern of uh this it's a concern that comes up in in, you know, Rakugo, right? Where it's like when a new 
forum comes around or a new way of doing things comes around, like how how do we work around preserving the old? Right. right. Like where do we draw that line? Mm-hmm. That's it. That that very same struggle is present in Redline, which is a an animated movie, but it's all animated by hand. And Renny, you have to watch this movie because, like, you're gonna see some sequences where you're like, "That was animated by hand," and you're gonna like cry. Uh, you're gonna cry your eyes man. out. Oh man! You'll be like, "I can't even imagine the amount of blood that went into that." Uh. I think Megalobox is very much the same way, right? Like it's. It's returning to that sort of, it's evoking that era uh, of the 90s, you know, where everything was like this kind of gritty, hard work, uh, everything's animated by hand, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. While also evoking the, the imagery from that, th- at that time period, you know, this uh, sort of juxtaposition of, because we're just on the, we're, on, we're like in the age of like cyberpunk, right? It's like that. It's like very sort of cyberpunk inspired, but not at the same time. You know, it's mm. it's about the working class. It's about struggling in in yeah. in poor financial situations, and it's about the underdog. And ultimately, like you know, it it, it plays very well because it's like the underdog here is is the person who comes from like the shitty low tech, everything scrapped together, whereas yeah. like you know, big big boss, big boss. Uh, Yuri, Big Boss Yuri has like <laughs> Yuri. Yuri. Big Boss Yuri has fucking techno arms that are made yeah, of cyber magic. Yeah, man, he looks slick, but also you really want to take him down. <laughs> I-, I think everything that Megalobox does works really well. I'm really excited yeah. to see where it goes because it's Me too. it's only like 13 episodes, uh, mm. and I really want to know. Or I just want to watch it, actually. Like, obviously, yeah. the way that it's going to pan out is he's going to win, right? But you're you're already rooting for the character. You already care enough about yeah. him. Um, yeah. Because he's like, yeah, yeah. He's in a crappy situation where he has to, like, he gets paid to throw fights, basically. And no one wants to be paid to be a loser, right? Like, it's like, it hurts your pride and kind of demeans you every time. Yeah. And so, like, you end up wanting to root for this guy and actually see him fight at his full power and win because he is a good fighter. Oh, that that's and, also uh, that's also yeah. why it reminds me of Redline because that's that's the same plot for Redline. Oh, where he's <laughs> he's basically it's the age of like hyperdrives and spaceships, except there's still mm. assholes racing cars. <laughs> and this guy is basically paid to fix matches, and then he's like, "No, I want to oh. drive for real." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. They they have the same heart to them, um, mm-hmm. and that's I think one of the most important things when you emulate or adapt a work like this is yeah. you have to get the spirit across, and it, they do really effectively. They they um, in a lot of ways it, it feels like I'm I'm back watching like cartoons in the '90s where I'm like, yeah, yes. get him, Joe. Yes. Joe, go, Joe, <laughs> go, Joe. Beat up Shark Boy and Hippopotamus Boy. Hippopotamus Iwasaki. <laughs> they, so Ashton and Joe basically pioneered the best way of making names ever for anything. It's just pick an animal, pick a Japanese surname, name done. <laughs> but then there's Joe, and then there's Joe, and then there's Joe. Well, there's a there's a very important thing which they touch on very subtly. Um, or okay. maybe not subtly, but like I picked up on it at least. Okay. Where, um, you know, uh, the, the coach, I don't remember his name cause I don't know. 
I don't know if they ever yeah. see his, if they ever say his name. I'm sure they do. Uh, they do. I just don't remember. I just it. don't remember it. Uh, no, but like the, the I think the coach says something to the effect of like you know people like us we don't get to think about tomorrow, which is like a very important thing when you're like juggling with themes of of poverty and and economic disparity yeah right yeah it's like mm-hmm. in in truth you know people who are in financial positions like that don't get to think about tomorrow they they can only yep. think about what's happening right now yeah uh and so i think that's that's really important like that's a very important line to me even though it was just kind of like a one-off uh, mm-hmm. and that that to me carries the spirit of the work and obviously the music is just amazing oh Oh, it's All of so the good. sound effects and the music were so like perfect for every single moment that they played. It was just like, oh my god, I feel the punches. Oh my god, I feel the emotions. <laughs> yeah, because and this this is very much in line with the kind of like you know late '90s, early 2000s vibe they're going for. Like this is obviously something you would watch growing up on like Toonami as as mm-hmm. a Westerner, right? Mm-hmm. Where the music is very hip hop. It's it's very kind of grungy it's kind of um uh, it's harsh right but like yeah in in a way that is um evocative of, of the 90s yeah. right it's like yeah it's not as i think um not as jazzy right as like cowboy bebop but obviously right. it comes from the same kind of lineage right 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 mm-hmm. and this, this has a lot to do with like you know things like you know uh samurai shampoo and yeah a lot of yeah, a lot it's of, very it's very similar. A lot of things mm-hmm. like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I super dig Megalobox. I didn't think I would honestly because I don't like boxing anime. But same. Really, every aspect of it is just so well done, and it's yeah, yeah. It it takes me to an earlier time, and I I'm really appreciative of it. Um, it feels yeah. it has a lot of heart to it. It's highly, highly polished, and it's obviously made by people who love that era and wanted to revive it in a way that would be approachable for, like, even for, like, kids nowadays who, like, might not have watched any of the 90s anime or, like, kind of only know it by name, right? Like, they trimmed a lot of the fat or, like, a lot of the stuff that would have dragged out the animes from back then. And, you know, because they have that, you know, 12-episode whatever, you know, limit it i think it works for them at least so far i'm interested in seeing how the pacing carries on going forward but right now it feels perfect the way it is yeah i hope it continues like this because it's very engaging as is mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah i yeah i really enjoy this yeah really i think it's something it's something special something special yes it is all right, so next we have Hina Matsuri, which was one that you were super excited about because you follow the manga, right? I read the manga for this, and it's so good. Mm-hmm. This is, it's, it's exactly the kind of, like, grounded, absurd humor that I love. I love it, too. It's, okay, so Hina Matsuri is about uh, a, a basically a Yakuza guy, mm-hmm. like an actual Yakuza member. Yes, who, uh, of the modern day yakuza, not of like the yeah, um, not old school, n- not old school like eighties, nineties yakuza, but like yeah, yeah, you know he's he's going around in his like nice suit in a car, mm-hmm. but then a psychic child appears in his apartment one day, and and then he basically just accidentally adopts her. And well, he kind of more like gets threatened into adopting her. I mean, yes, 
She does threaten him with her psychic powers. Yeah, she basically breaks everything he loves until he caters to her, and then things work out. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's basically just about the sort of antics that these characters get up to and then the people around them. And you're going to see like more and more things get just like out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love this because... It is it is everything that I like. You know, it's it's kind of like this like found family father narrative. Mm-hmm. Which of course I love I love anime where there's good dads. Love me some good dad anime. <laughs> everything it's but like- Usagi drop, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you don't deserve to be in this list. Should have thought about that. Should have thought about that. <laughs> He's like one of these guys who would like probably would never have a child voluntarily, and so one gets forced upon him, and he turns out to be an actually okay dad. <laughs> like he yeah. actually ends up caring for this child a lot. <laughs> I I really I really like the the interactions that they have and the way that they kind of naturally build up uh, a rapport. Like yeah, the the dynamic of it is different from a lot of other kind of um, father found father or like bumbling father narratives. Right. Where it's because they're they're like riffing off each other and like joking mm-hmm. or making jokes to us the audience about each other. Mm-hmm. Uh it it plays really well and it's like really mm-hmm. really fun. Um I really like I I really like the fact that it's just it's just plain charming, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's kind of hard for me to explain in words uh why it works like more than just it's funny and it's executed well uh, and the yeah, characters it, are charming it, right like i think the characters are so strong that they you could just let these characters live their lives and things are gonna like collide and happen in a really funny way in a way that will make us watch it and like they don't there's not really any bars held back it's just like they just let these characters run loose and then they do some crazy stuff and it's it's really funny and then there's this good mix of like hilarity and like heartwarming moments and then like absurdity and then it's uh, i i love it and i love the way that it's animated too it's a, it's actually a really pretty anime as well yeah the animation's actually really good uh, i mm-hmm. i'm not i would have to look up um who does this but the actual the actual animation is um it's by Studio Feel. Oh. Who did uh among other things uh the uh Yahare Ore no Seishun Love Kami. So Okay. Uh yeah. Like just as I thought my my love comic or whatever. What do they call it in English? Snafu? My my love comic snafu or whatever. I don't remember. Oh, it. I didn't watch the series. Oh shit. <laughs> you didn't? No. Renu, this is one of my favorite anime of all time. Uh-oh. I insulted you. Yeah. Um <laughs> no, this and okay, one day I will make you watch this and we will talk about this because I have a lot of feelings about this, but okay. that's neither here nor there. Okay, this this studio does some pretty good stuff. Uh but they also animated Kiss Sex Sis, so I don't know. Yeah, they did Kiss Exis and Yosuga no Sora, so I don't know. This you're not giving me a great. <laughs> hey, 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 wait. We should be clear. Questionable content though it may be, well animated they are. 
They also did Ski Ga Kire. Okay, that one, that one I don't know about. That one I don't know about. That one was okay. That one was okay. Solidly okay. Yeah, I think this studio is pretty hit or miss. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but the animation in this is actually really good. The pacing This is, one's a hit. This one's a hit. This one's a hit. <laughs> the pacing is really good too. Uh and that Yes. And I can't like overstate how important this is, where pacing is one of those things where it's so, so, so difficult to get right. Cause there's no yeah. real tangible way of doing it aside from feeling it. And and so, like and it's one of those things where um, pacing, especially comedy, has a rhythm to it that you have to be able to, you have to be able to understand it to utilize it. Like you can stumble into it like accidentally, but you mm-hmm. know that's you know it's trying, it's trying to capture bottle lightning, right? Like it's, yeah, yeah. You need to you need to understand pacing, and it's not something that's like easy to do because the only way to do it is just to know and the only way right, to know exactly. is just to consume <laughs> to consume, consume but also to produce like you have to have the experience behind it yeah to, yeah. to know yeah but yeah because like if if you're able to get pacing down like timing rhythm that that feeds into you know action it feeds into drama it feeds yeah. into comedy and that's that's yeah. honestly why this this show works so well and why the manga yeah. itself works really well cuz it's paced impeccably where yeah. it has a ton of really wacky funny moments and interspersed there are moments that are so heartwarming or sincere or heartbreaking mm-hmm so emotionally charged that like they just hit you like Mm -hmm. anytime this manga kind of does anything it it hits you in some way or another and anytime the show does because the show is well paced you know in in response it it follows that it follows that rhythm and it has the ability and capacity to uh deliver those those emotional beats in a satisfying yeah. way. Like that's why in the first episode when when Hina's like, Oh, you're not gonna make me just like kill people? She's like, mm-hmm. Okay, I'll do it for you. You're like, Oh you're gonna go oh, beat up a willing to kill you're people. gonna go beat up a bunch of guys for your new dad. <laughs> or or in, in the third episode when um, you know, uh I think her name is Anzu, it's been a little while since yeah. I read the manga, but um Anzu learns uh how to be part of this like homeless community you know yes where like that's really heartwarming too and yeah trust me when i say those moments don't stop like there are lots of absurd really silly moments and there are a lot of also really sincere heartwarming and heartbreaking moments it's Mm -hmm. it is it is a show or it is a manga and subsequently a show that does really well in making you feel things Mm mm-hmm like it, it delivers on all of its emotional beats in a really satisfying way. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I'm really excited to see more of it. It's it's one to keep an eye out for if you just like if you like uh, anime in general, right? Like, cause it it has something for everyone. It feels like like yeah, it has some like really good familial moments. It has some really good ha- happy funny moments. It has some really good you know touching moments. Like all that, all that stuff. And it's about yakuza. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm starting a new I'm starting a new genre of media. It's called domestic yakuza. 
great. <laughs> yeah. In, in this category are uh, Hinamatsuri, uh, Yakuza mm-hmm. Six. Yes. And uh, that one, that one manga about a Yakuza guy who's just a house husband. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's called Goku Shufudo, The Way of the House Husband. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that that's really good too. So that's Great. that's my new I genre. I've just I've minted it. Yakuza, domestic Yakuza. I love it. I will be a fan of this genre because I already am. <laughs> yep. And when we adapt it to the West, we'll call it the domestic Yakuza. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this to me. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's Hinamatsuri. It's very Yay. cute and charming and heartfelt and sincere and. Really, it's probably one of the standouts from this uh, season, which... Oh, yes. I mean, I feel like in, in this season, like, my favorites so far are Hinamatsuri and Megalobox. Um, yeah. Golden Kamui, I like, but that's just because I like the manga and because the anime is an adaptation of that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I mean, I like Golden Kamui, having not read the manga. I think it's 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 up there in like the top five for this season for me. Yeah, I I think I would tend to agree. I, I feel the same way about mm-hmm. uh, Wotakoi too. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. Let's talk about Maho Shoujo Ore. <laughs> this one also has a yakuza, but it is not about a domestic yakuza. <laughs> it's like domestic adjacent. Yeah, domestic adjacent yakuza. So. This uh, the premise yeah. of this is kind of interesting. I read a couple it chapters is. of the manga before this came out, so okay. Uh, and I mean they're exactly like the anime, mind you. Okay, okay. It, it it is an interesting premise. Yeah. Because it is about a magical girl, uh, except when yeah. she transforms, she transforms into a buff boy. Yes. In a frilly dress. Yeah, and the the logic behind it is that the boy, I guess a. Her being a buff boy is more suited for combat, but then they keep the whole magical girl aesthetic so that she's nice to look yeah, at. So she's cute, and then it just obviously. ends up being a mess. <laughs> I will say that this is the I I think that this is kind of the other side of the coin to the Madoka coin, where it's a different kind of deconstruction of magical girl as a genre. Yes. Yes. In in kind of an odd, absurdist way. Uh, well, it's like a parody. Yeah, it's, it's like straight up satire, right? Of of all magical girl genre. I, I, I think I think it is down down. Yeah. I will say even to the like lesbian love interest. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Who, by the way, is is my only character. She's the only character I actually like in the show. I I agree. I like her the most out of any of the cast so far. She's the most compelling for me, and she doesn't even do a whole lot up until like the most recent episodes. <laughs> no, I was gonna say until until that happened, I was just like, eh. like I knew yeah. it happened too, and I was just like, oh yeah, oh. <laughs> we've had a lot of like we've we've had a lot of anime this season, like a surprising amount of anime this season that have just been like, bah, I love you in like a friend way, in a sex way. <laughs> she was so. And then the character's like, oh, there's no ambiguity here at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love it. I love the <laughs> I love that we could just jump straight into it. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say I like the premise and the concept of it better than I like the actual ac- <sighs> The actual execution. The actual execution of it. Yeah. 
because I it's, agree. it's kind of slow. <laughs> like it, it drags. It is. I would love it. Like it's, it is already zany and like so filled with stuff happening, and yet somehow it still feels draggy. I don't know like, how like, it manages to like. Yeah, I don't know how it manages to like, drag I, when it. I don't either because I feel so tired. <laughs> I feel tired after every episode, all the time. <laughs> but every episode feels like it takes six years to watch. I don't understand <laughs> yes, it. it. Does. I mean, to be fair, right? When I first watched Gintama, that's how it felt for me. Was you know, and and that might be like a consequence of it being like a, a satire anime, where it's just like, yeah, it's gonna parody a lot of stuff, and it's gonna have a lot of crazy things happening. But then uh, Gintama hit its flow, you know, like a couple seasons in, it like it 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 hit a sweet spot, and then it's like, okay, cool, we're in. And then for this one, it's definitely in the I'm so tired after watching one episode. And nothing still makes sense. Like nothing. <laughs> it's just like, why am I still watching this? But I have to keep watching it. I have to see if they, if she gets a girlfriend or if she falls for, her, if she gets the boy to like her. Which, by the way, the boy, the main boy love interest is in love with her magical boy form. That's another part of the premise. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, is that's that, yeah. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I have to like. Okay, so when I read this, there were only like three or four chapters out. So basically, okay. after this episode, I'm in the dark, and I have no idea what oh, happens. Oh, okay. So okay. this will be sort of a, a magical journey that we undertake together. <laughs> but all in all, I, I mean, we'll we'll keep watching it, of course. Yeah. But like, yeah. as as an actual piece of media to watch, I don't know. I don't know about it. I yeah, I'm unsure about it, even though I'm really enjoying it, but I'm enjoying it in the way of like you enjoy that one real trashy anime that's just like a guilty pleasure. Yeah, I, that's this Right. <laughs> I, I am enjoying this because it is a dumpster fire. Yes. It, it's like watching the world's slowest train crash. And if it doesn't end with the two main girls getting together, I'm gonna riot. Yeah, I'm gonna riot too because there's nothing there for like between the main girl and the main boy. I'm like, there's a lot more for me at least going between the two girls and like they just have a stronger connection in my opinion. And I, I'm rooting for yeah, I mean the best friend girl. It feels to me a lot like kind of style over substance. Yeah, or like yeah, the, the lengths that it goes to to deconstruct uh, magical girl genre. Mm -hmm. is to the point where it's obstructing any kind of uh, enjoyable watching experience. Yeah, I feel like... I don't know what would make it better, though, See, right? Like, I'm wondering... Here's the thing, right? <laughs> and this, yeah. this, is, this is the most baffling thing about this anime, which is yeah. that I, as I watch this anime, yeah. I keep thinking to myself, where could I cut a scene? And you can't. Yeah, you can't. Exactly. <laughs> it somehow simultaneously crams way too much and nothing yes. at all into the same scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I can't cut any of this mentally with my brain. Yeah. And yet at yeah. the same time, it is a way too slow. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't I, think... I can't tell if that's like a sign of my weakness as a writer or just like <laughs> No. I don't know. I, 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 for me, okay, now that we're talking about it, I'm thinking about it. 
is that it hits on a lot of things, but it never digs in very deeply into any of them, right? Like it hits on the point where, oh, she likes this boy, but it doesn't really hit too sharply into why she likes him other than the fact that he's like a good singer and she's known him since they were kids. And then I think for the most compelling part so far was when they got went into the best friends, like reasoning on why she likes this girl, which is like, you know, when they were kids, you know, and, and stuff happens there. Like, I thought that part was more compelling than the entire rest of the dang anime. <laughs> no, I, I would tend to agree. I, I think that it it's a big thing about... uh, it, it's, be, it's very hollow, I would say, right? Like, yes. I, I think it... And, I mean, this is a thing that I've said a lot recently, but it doesn't really have a lot to... Like, it doesn't have a lot of heart to it. Like, it, yeah. it's sort of there just to just be like, hmm... See how funny it is that magical yeah, girls yeah, are exactly. just boys it's, and that the main right. love interest boy is in love with this boy. Right. It's so shallow. It doesn't right? like it, it doesn't feel like okay. That's I think that's what it is. It doesn't feel like it matters to me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not there's no investment. I'm not invested in it. It's it's not funny enough to like laugh about. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like amusing to watch as like a as yeah. a dumpster fire anime. Yeah. It's entertaining some subversive ideas but i don't yeah. know if it's going to do anything meaningful with them yeah that's what i'm afraid of too is because it does have those subversive things like you know with the guy liking magical boy and then the best friend liking magical or the girl right not the magical boy but uh, it, i don't know if it'll run anywhere with them like i i want it to run places with them that i'm not going to expect or that will like actually be meaningful but like so far, and I don't know if this is like a consequence of it trying to set up so many things in the beginning and then it'll let the story play out. But like, I'm worried like if it keeps going at the pace that it's going, it's not going to be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is a meme watch for sure. Yeah, it's a meme watch. I, I, I don't know. It's. I, I think it's just unfortunate to me because I think this this yeah. could have been something that was like honestly kind of special. That yeah, could have yeah. gone some amazing places, but to, as as it stands, yeah. it doesn't seem like it's going to. I just don't care. Yeah. Like I just don't care. Yeah. <sighs> well, uh, that's fine. I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have to we'll have to see at the end of the season how that goes. Yeah. Well, let's talk about something else <laughs> that is yes. um interesting. Mm-hmm. So Hisone Tomasotan mm-hmm. is a. It's not a short form, but it is an irregularly length episode where it's okay. like the total runtime is like 19 minutes or something. So it's like a full, like five minutes shorter than a normal anime episode. Oh, interesting. I didn't notice. Yeah, no, it, it feels, it feels a little bit longer. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting because the style is very evocative of like children's anime. Yes. It, it kind of feels like I'm watching like yokai watch or like yeah. Pokemon. Um, yeah. But it's obviously not meant for children. Probably yeah, it's not. <laughs> pro- probably it. Okay, so it is about a a girl in the Japanese Air Force. Except mm-hmm. the Japanese Air Force is concealing the existence of dragons, which have existed all along. Yeah. Um. And, and the dragons transform into planes. Okay, so I was I was getting there, <laughs> right? 
um, the dragons transform into planes, and the pilots of the dragons have to be eaten by the dragons. So what I'm what I'm saying is like it it is it is like watching one big fetish piece. That's because you've been ruined by like fur affinity and I, like all I these wish I could that. erase the internet from my brain so I could enjoy this show. Because I it's actually pretty cute. I think I like this show a lot, but th- that's because I haven't been ruined by like vor and all that. I think I I think it could go some interesting places. Like, yeah. I think it could be an enjoyable watch, but I can't get over the fact that not only, not only do you have to be vored by the dragon, you have to be <laughs> vored by the dragon that then transforms into an airplane! Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is too much! These are way too many fetishes! This is two big, weird fetishes put into one anime, and I hate it! <laughs> But it's drawn cutely, Sue, so it can't be fetish. She's covered in, like, bile. Like, it's not even subtle. She's like, oh, I'm going to die in here. Oh, it's burning me. And I'm like, oh, I hate this. Well, she's being digested, Sue. Uh, Yeah, you're right, Renu. She is. And I fucking hate it. (laughs) I want to watch more of this anime because... It, I don't know. It's funny. I can't. I can't not watch more of it. I. I have to know. We have to know. I, ha- I have to know. Are they for real? Are they for real? You like. You could tell me that this. This isn't actually an anime like from Japan, and it is in fact like just a Japanese like web authors weird fetish piece brought to life passion project and i would be like well, that, that checks out yeah that that clears that makes sense <laughs> but i i think it's it's fully aware of how absurd it is dude furries have so much fucking money <laughs> what <laughs> ask anybody who has taken commissions on fur affinity ever they will tell you that furries pay very well i mean yeah but <laughs> I don't think that was the point of this anime. That's not what I'm getting from it. <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that someone commissioned this anime and they're just a very influential <laughs> person with a lot of weird specific fetishes. Some people like to watch dragons eat people. Some people like to watch <laughs> things turn into planes. Some people like to watch planes fuck each other. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god, you didn't know about this? No. <laughs> oh, Renu, I have a wide, wide world to show you. No. It's not gonna ruin anime, it's just gonna ruin this anime. No! I I still like it, despite knowing about Vor. She gets bored by the dragon! You have to look at the dragon's squishy insides! I fucking hate it! So yeah, um, it's well animated, but if if you have some very specific fetishes, you'll very highly enjoy this anime. You'll enjoy it in a different way. If you're if you're mostly ignorant to a lot of that kind of stuff, like like I kind of intentionally shield myself from a lot of that stuff, then you'll still enjoy it. If you're like soup and you consume everything, then you might be reminded too strongly. Of the dark side. <laughs> it kills me inside. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that anime. <laughs> that's that anime. I wish I had never watched it, but I'm going to have to keep watching no, it. No, 
We have to keep watching it. I think it's decent. <laughs> I like how you're not sure. I'm I'm not sure because we've only watched a little bit. <laughs> As we keep watching, you're gonna you're gonna learn more and more. It's just a it's just one big fetish piece. If it becomes one big fetish piece, I'll be disappointed. But I'll admit that you're right. Renu, it's already <laughs> one big fetish piece. No, I still have hope. <laughs> how could you look at a girl get bored by a dragon three times in one? episode of an anime that's not even 19 minutes long and think to yourself <laughs> yeah that that's definitely not a fetish piece i still have hope let me have this it I like the dragon into looks a plane. cute he has big old googly eyes <laughs> and the grandma gives her yogurt drinks <laughs> that dragon fucks <laughs> okay well i'm done talking about this if this survives until the end of the season, I'll have some more words about it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, next is Isekai Isekaya Nobu, which is another food anime. It's also another Isekai <laughs> anime, but it's actually good because yes. it's about a restaurant and not about a dumb adventure boy. <laughs> I say this it's as someone a- who consumes <laughs> an inordinate amount of Isekai like manga. <laughs> <laughs> Most of it is just so so terrible and boring and banal. Yeah. It's just the worst. Yeah. And yet I can't stop reading. You can't stop. That's how they got you. It's garbage. <laughs> yeah. Um it is as far as food anime goes, it's a good food anime. As far as bar anime goes, it's a good bar anime. As far as isekai goes, it's a good isekai anime. Watch it. It's very casual, you know, just like pop in to this restaurant, you eat food with these people or watch them eat food and then that's it. You're done. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's basically like it's really nice because actually um, it's unintentionally made for Western audiences because of the isekai conceit because they have to explain to what like to all these like white dudes what like (laughs) Oden is. Yeah. And, and so you just, if you don't know anything about Japanese cuisine, if you watch this, you'll come out with more knowledge about Japanese cuisine than you had yeah. coming in. So yeah. that's pretty good. They explain it all. Uh, they're, ha- they're half-size episodes, so they're only like 12 minutes. And uh, at the end of each episode, there's like a fun kind of real-life segment. Yeah. They teach you. It's actually really funny. We actually haven't watched the second episode. I just realized. I totally forgot this. Because I watched the second episode, but we didn't. Oh, you're a butt then. At the end of the first episode, <laughs> they just have like a a professional celebrity chef come in and like teach you how to make a recipe. Yeah. And then at the end of the second episode, they just have like a TV guy go to a chicken restaurant and eat some karaage. Oh. <laughs> that's it. That's literally it. How does that teach me anything? Well, it teaches you about the wonder that is that is chimek, which is actually the Korean term for it. I don't know what they call it in Japanese or if they have a specific word for it. But chimek is uh what happens is a portmanteau of chicken, okay, and mekju, which is beer in Korean. Okay. Uh, and chimek essentially just refers to eating fried chicken and beer. Okay. That's pretty straightforward. Because it's a wonderful combination of joy, heaven, that will make your mouth feel like you're <laughs> dying of goodness. Joy, heaven. Joy, heaven. <laughs> Listen, you got that You got that light, crispy skin of the chicken that leads into the juice, the like tender, juicy meat. 
that like mm. pours into your mouth. And because you're eating mm -hmm. the good parts of the chicken, like the drumstick and the thighs, it is gonna like pour some some fat into your mouth, and you're gonna you can chew that up, and you can swallow it, and then you drink the beer, and the beer will latch onto the fat in your mouth, and it'll feel really nice and refreshing. I'm glad I already ate before this podcast. <laughs> I ate before the podcast, and I'm hungry again all of a sudden. <laughs> Me, I'm always a slut for chimek. <laughs> if, if you if you want to. Gather my, if you want to like curry my favor, all you got to do is buy me chicken and beer. I mean, TBH, like, I'm not actually a huge fan of either fried chicken or beer, how, but. How could you not then, be a fan of fried chicken, Renu? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not a not huge a fan. fan that doesn't chicken. mean I won't like it when I eat it. I'm just not like an overly huge fan of like deep fried foods, you know? That's, that's fair. I don't know. But I mean, like a nice, a nice deep fried chicken. Won't even taste like it's deep fried. It'll just be crispy yeah, and light. Like, but yeah, that's why that's why I like it and is juicy. because like high quality deep fried food is actually like really nice because it's like all crunchy and light and stuff. Like low quality stuff feels like super heavy. Like oh, I yeah. ate a giant piece of like I mean I don't know thick chocolate cake or something. You don't want to <laughs> you don't want to be eating anything that's like drenched in oil. Yeah, exactly. Right, like you want that Which, shit to like, slide off. Deep fried off. food is, but if you cook it right, then it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> yeah. I will say I like it maybe a little bit too much. <laughs> I think I think about it like probably more often than the average person. I was like, man, it's okay. Really wish I could go for some fried chicken beer right now. <laughs> we all have our aesthetics, and that is yours. Yeah, it's just it's just <laughs> golden fried chicken and golden beer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this this is an anime that will make you hungry and will make you want to eat food. Ooh. It's a good food anime too, so I would recommend watching it if you like those things. <laughs> it's fun actually. It's kind of like watching. It's like kind of like watching like a variety show, except about food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they teach you about they teach you about food. It's cute. It's cute and chill and relaxing and calm. Yeah, I like learning about food. So watch it and learn about food. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's let's do a lightning round. Let's do a lightning round. Yes. Because we watched a yes, lot of for things, all the other stuff. And we've also yes. watched a lot of short forms. Okay. So first up is Piano No Mori. It is an anime based on a movie of the same name. And it's about these two boys. One of them is the son of a prostitute who comes from a very poor background. The other one comes from a very rich background who's from like a prestigious line of pianists. And they both play piano, and they're both very good, and they become friends. And you know that when they grow up, they're going to become boyfriends, because that's how it should always be when two boys bond over piano. That's how pianos work. <laughs> Evangelion has basically taught us that the piano is is like the symbol of, of the gay agenda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're correct. I... <laughs> so that's where this one will go, except that's not actually how it goes at all, but... That's okay. It's a really cool watch. Um, Listen, it's very chill. Anytime there's a piano, it, it's pretty gay. Even if it's not gay. Mm -hmm. Like, Sakamichi no Apuron, that's fucking yes. gay as hell. Right? It was so gay. So gay. <laughs> and then it, it didn't turn out that way, but we all know the subtext. We all know the subtext. <laughs> that boy defroated that ice cream bar. It's <laughs> a good Christian boy right there. Um, what were we talking about? Anime. Uh, uh, uh -huh. I watch. I'm I'm watching Nobunaga no Shinobi Anegawa Ishiyama Hen. It is 
basically a short form gag manga about a ninja that serves under Oda Nobunaga, famed uniter of all of Japan. It's cute. It's funny. It's more Nobunaga no Shinobi. Watch it. Yeah. Also, it's super cute. We're going to take a break from our lightning round to talk about love to lie angle, which. Why didn't you put this in the non-lightning round? (laughs) Well, I didn't think that we'd really talk about it that much, but I have to argue with you here. We have to argue over this. Okay, we have to argue. (laughs) Because we have very different opinions about this anime. So first of all, it it is the best title I've ever heard ever, because it's a pun, (laughs) Love to Lie Angle, because it's a love triangle, and Toraenguru. That... But it's not even a triangle. It's a harem. Yeah. So, I mean, it's in the end, it's an it's a actual triangle. You know how harem shit works. So it is, it is right, a... Continue. It is a... I can't believe you put the word bad here. It is a, a short form harem anime. Oh, no, I put the word bad there. You put the <laughs> word bad in there. I didn't even do it. You know it's bad, too. <laughs> In your heart of hearts, you agree with me. You're just arguing with me because it's a harem anime about girls who like girls, which I was on board for. I was all up in this concept. I was like, good, good. We, it's about time. And then it turned out to be terrible. <laughs> so yeah, it is. It is a short form uh, harem anime. It has the plot of kind of your your average generic like love hina knockoff, but all but it's all about lesbians. All the characters are girls, and it's therefore so it is good. It's so bad. No, it's good. <laughs> it's like they condensed every single trope of every harem anime ever. They made it shallow AF because they had to put it condense it into three minute episodes. <laughs> And so the development is like lightning fast and it's just like naked girls everywhere. So it's like, yeah, if you enjoy naked girls liking each other, then of course you're going to like it. But me, I like a little more story soup. <laughs> here's, here's the thing about it, right? Which is like it plays into two different conceits, which, which work very well, which is one, uh-huh. the bad harem conceit, right? It is the plot uh-huh. of, of your, your uh, sort of, run-of-the-mill harem anime except (laughs) they've circumvented how bad it is by turning it into a short form and then they put girls in to subvert the sort of like hegemonic ideas about heterosexuality see that when you first told me about this anime and you were like yeah it's a harem anime but it's all ladies and it's about a lady who loves all these ladies and these ladies love her and i'm like okay cool and then it was this, though. Listen, <laughs> I I think that lesbians too deserve bad harem anime. I think they deserve good. I ones. think I think they deserve both good and bad anime. I think I think there's room for trashy anime. Okay. <laughs> I wanted a good one before we had a bad one, Sue. It's only three minutes. You're not losing that much of your life. It's a lot. It feels so long. No, no. It works because it's a short form. If it was a long form, no. even I wouldn't be able to watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm arguing that it works because it's short. Oh, it doesn't work. It does. 
know what short form lesbian story that I like was what, what the first episode of Crossing Time. That was cute. <laughs> I mean, that one works. That that means we got a good short form and a bad short form. <laughs> no, but this, but then the next episode of Crossing Time was about a kohai who likes her, and he's a boy. <laughs> Renu just doesn't like the fact that we're going to uncharted waters. And it's a scary time. This anime, I wanted it to be good. (laughs) No, we we have to have the trashy with with the good. It is the absolute law of anime. No, that all concepts must first have trashy concepts or trashy executions. It's just how it works. Listen, we have good underdog anime, and then we have trashy good underdog anime and then we have trashy underdog anime it's just how it works <laughs> okay we're going back we're going back to the lightning round um okay crossing time is a short form series about romance and youth that happens at railroad crossings it's very japanese it's very cute the first episode was about lesbians the execution and yeah. comedic timing of the anime were very good watch it it was very good yes i look forward to more uh uh let's see next is akunto kanajo it's a short form about a boy who is the most tsundere boy you will ever meet and then his girlfriend who loves him for who he is (laughs) and they make it work it's very cute they do they do they do make work it's also a short form so that one yes knock out like two three minutes Mm -hmm. yeah low investment i mean low return mind you but like it's cute <laughs> I like it better than Love Torangu. <laughs> See, that's where I think you're wrong. <laughs> Next up Excuse is you. 3D Kanojo <laughs> Real Girl. It's a very 2011 shoujo. The yeah. pacing is pretty slow. I like it yeah. personally, but that's just because I read the I manga. Like it. I don't like it at it's, all. <laughs> it's about a sad boy, and then he becomes a less sad boy. That's about it. Yeah. It's a very 2011. I mean, I don't know. I wanted to like it because it's it's from that, you know, it's older and stuff like that, but it didn't. It doesn't ring with me. <laughs> I I yeah, I think the manga hits better. I think the manga hits okay. better. Yeah. The anime is cute, right. so. <laughs> and then next we have Dances with Dragons, which I was hoping would be related to Dance with Devils, but it's not. And so it's just bad. <laughs> It was well. I mean, okay. We should we should we should clarify. Dance with Devils is also bad, but it's a musical, which means it transcends badness. Yeah, Dances with exactly, Dragons, which makes it good. Dances with Dragons <laughs> is bad, and it's also not a musical, which means it's bad yeah. and disappointing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not that we had any sort of reason to make it seem like it was related to Dance with Devils other than the title but we just wanted it to be that way and it wasn't it was the hope in my hopest of hearts yes <laughs> neil admiral no tenbin teito genwaku kitan it is i i'm pretty sure it's an adaptation of an otome set in the taisho era it's about cursed books it's bad it's so bad yeah. holy yeah, shit it's really bad i can't i cannot like i cannot <laughs> <laughs> I cannot explain to you just how terrible it is. It it is slow. It is boring. Yes. I don't care about yes. anything. And for whatever reason, yes. they chose to make it Taisho era by 
by just drenching everything in a sepia filter. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. I'm sure listen, I'm sure if you like the Otome that I presume it is based on, you will like this. But otherwise, steer the fuck clear. I thought it might be good because it's Taisho era, and I was like, ooh, the Taisho era. There's not a lot of anime. Ooh, Taisho era. There's not a lot of anime set in the Taisho era. Don't watch it, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's very typical, mediocre, subpar quality of other Otome anime, and it's not great, sadly. <laughs> uh, so next we have Caligula, which was somewhat interesting. We might watch more if we have time, um, but it's about like, we probably won't have time, but it's like Vocaloid and Matrix in anime form put into one. It's about like if Miku's singing made people uh go crazy and uh kill other people. <laughs> I'm kinda sad because like the, the conceit of this is pretty interesting. It's like uh here's all these sad people. They listen to this this person's songs and then their yeah. their minds are transported or whatever into like a, a an illusory high school because that's what the perception of the best time of one's life is. And I think it has the potential to say some interesting things, but... I hate the main character. I hate the main character. It just feels like it's not going to go anywhere. It feels like it's not going to do anything uh, with the, the cool premise it has. Yeah. It feels like it's not going to say anything interesting, even though it has the potential yeah. to say some very biting things about Japanese media and popular culture. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I... Yeah, it... Uh... Ugh, I hate like, it. Uh, the the main character is always spouting psychology with every breath of his life, and then it also like has this feel of like it's trying to be kind of cool, like Persona, but it doesn't hit it. It doesn't hit the mark, and then it tries to be its own thing, but it also doesn't quite reach it for me. Right? Like I don't know. <laughs> like I do want to see where it goes, but yeah, I'm also worried that it won't go anywhere. All in all, I I have that on my maybe list. Yeah, it's def it's a it's a definite maybe. <laughs> like maybe if we finish Darling in the Franks, I'll make Renu watch it. No, <laughs> I'd rather watch Caligula than Darling in the Franks. You can watch Caligula after we're done with Darling in the Franks. You gotta eat no! your veggies before you eat your desserts. No, this isn't even a dessert. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, God. that's pretty much all we watched, I think. Yeah. I, I think that's... Yeah. I think that's it. That's spring 2018, the intro. <laughs> that's... that's. We will, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll revisit at the end of the season, and we'll let you know which ones we kept up with, but those are our first impressions so far. Yeah, well, I, we'll, we'll see, and, like, I think... I don't think this, this season is as strong as last season. I think last season was something special. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. But, you know, with things like Hinamatsuri and Megalobox, uh, I, I, I like the place that we're in. Yeah, I mean, there's some definite good watches, and I feel like because there weren't as many good anime to keep up with, we'll actually be able to keep up with the ones we want to keep up with <laughs> and finish them. I would tend to agree. I think that's true. Yeah, so I guess it's not a bad thing. <laughs> That's that's it then. That's that's all the anime yeah. that we watched. Uh, what are you what are you doing this week, Renu? 
Yeah, oh boy. So let's see. I am doing more artsus and maybe might be playing Hot to Full Boyfriend with my friendo who's never played it before. Uh this week on my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash swandron. Um, you can also find me on Twitter and on Tumblr and all that the same name. I also have an Instagram, swan.drawn. And yeah, that's, that's what I'll be doing. What about you, Sue? Uh, I totally forgot. I We watched the first episode of the horse anime. Oh, you're right! The horse anime cannot end without talking about the horse so, anime. <laughs> hang on. I know, I know we're in the middle of like... I know we're in the middle of like, you know, telling people where you can find us, but Uma Musume, pretty derby. We have to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> hmm. It is so like it was it's definitely one of those animes where it's like you don't know how to feel, right? Because it's about horse girls who race. And there's uh, the main character is a horse girl, and it, it's like you know she she's a girl, but she has little horse ears and a tail and whatnot, and she runs with other girls, and then they compete in races, and it's really 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 well animated, and it's very very pretty. Like they call it pretty derby, and it's pretty, <laughs> but it's about horse girls. <laughs> so this is basically like if you made a track and field anime, except yes. All of the characters or all of the racers are horse girls. So they're girls with horse ears and tails. Yes. And they're all named after real life race horses. Yes. And they're also Mm -hmm. idols. They are also idols. You're right. (laughs) And I, I don't know how to feel about this. To put it sort of <laughs> diplomatically, because to, to me, this anime has no right being as good as it is. In, in a lot of ways, it feels like I'm watching something and my, my first reaction is just why? <laughs> I, I feel like there, there was an immense amount of human talent and work and effort that was put into this. For a reason that I cannot fathom why one yeah. would want to work. Exactly. Like, it, it, it's a little, it's mo- both mind-boggling and upsetting at how much to- clear time and investment and money went into animating this series so well, right? It's gorgeous. And, 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 and then you're left thinking, like, at the end of the day, I'm watching a horse girl idol anime. And, like... Right? I get I get where they would draw the money from though, right though? Because it's it's it hits the cute girl market, right? It hits the, you know, gijinkify, you know, anthropomorphize uh, animals into cute girls market. And then it hits the idol market, right? And there's a lot of money in the idol market for sure. And so then you get all three in one anime and then that's how the studio is going to make its money. <laughs> it seems like this studio has like just been bought out by whatever company owns the horse racing sort of market in Japan. And it's just like, we need you to bring more people to the horse races. Do you know of a way to do this? We will leverage the otaku. (laughs) I, I, I cannot fathom 
in in all sincerity why this anime exists nor can i fathom why it is as good as it is because it's it's i mean it, it's so like ridiculous but when you look at it it is like such a guaranteed cash cow right all the merch that they'll sell from this all the marketing and whatnot that they'll get from this is going to sell so big like it is guaranteed to make money and so I think that's why they were able to put so much time and money into it and make it really good so that even people like us who are like, why this anime are going to watch it because it's pretty. <laughs> and then it's going to sell really big for people who are fans of any of these, you know, cute girls, whatever, horse girls or, or idols or whatever. Like, you know, it's going to sell. So I, yep. I almost <laughs> want to commend this anime for how anime it is for how absolutely over the top ridiculous and against <laughs> any non-japanese convention of traditional wisdom or common sense <laughs> and yet at the same time every fiber of my being is instinctively trying to run away from this the very concept yeah. of this anime yeah but you can't but i can't escape it <laughs> because yeah, the horses run so fast they will yeah, always and- catch you. <laughs> it. You're not a horse boy, Soup. It. Thank God for that, because horses are God's <laughs> mistake. But I, I don't understand. On on a deep visceral level, this is the first time in probably a decade that I've ever felt like, what the fuck is anime? <laughs> This. This. This is anime. Culmination. It, it just goes yeah. to show you the length that Japan will go to to turn everything into a cute, like, anime girl. Yeah. Even horses. Even, even horses. race horses. The absolute yeah. symbol of depraved gambling in society <laughs> has become a moe anime. An idol moe anime, and also their idols. That's where the money's at. Because, because why the <laughs> fuck not? Because love live. <laughs> they're s- they, they're trying to get the love live fans. Too. There are so you mean lesbians? <laughs> there are so many disparate parts to this anime, and there's no reason that they should at all gel with each other. And yet, and yet, I watched the first episode and I didn't hate it. <laughs> And I didn't hate it. I, I, it's sort of like when I'm watching it, I'm like, huh. But at the same time, when I'm outside of the anime itself, I'm like, I never want to watch it again. Yeah. And yet. And yet. (laughs) No, no, I'm not being drawn back to this. I hate this. Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) yeah. Uh, how? watch darling and the franks and you can't watch horse girls do you want to watch horse girls <laughs> if we're gonna watch darling and the Fra- why are we okay so first of all why are we watching darling and the franks we're watching darling and the franks because it is an important piece of media and horse girls is <laughs> I... how is darling and the franks an important piece of media <laughs> you know i really can't like argue that Darling and the Franks is more important than horse anime. I feel like both of them kind of hold like the same position of just sort of uh, rising relevance to the anime community. Yeah. 
I <laughs> And they're both really well animated. <laughs> yeah, I hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think I I'm getting I don't know. Maybe I'm getting too old for this. Now I'm getting too now old. Now I feel old. Well, whatever. That was it. We talked about horse anime. We watched the first episode of that, you absolute heathens. <laughs> this you know what? Uma Musume Pretty Derby is is an anime made for only the greatest hedonists amongst all anime lovers. If you love to indulge in all things anime, this anime is for you. Also, if you like horse races, I guess this anime is for you. And also, if you like betting and wasting your time away by betting all your monies that you made. So if you're like a depraved adult, Uma Musume Pretty Derby is for you. (laughs) I joke. I I mean, I think this season has gotten like all of the fetishes somehow in one season. There's there's some weird stuff going on this season, I think. Some, yeah, they got like horse girls, they got idols, they got uh, vocaloids, they got vor, they got otomes. I think I they have something for everyone. I don't know if otomes are a fetish. I think they are. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a taste, but I don't know if it's a fetish. Um, I think if it become it fits an obsession, then it could become a fetish. I mean, that's that's true. I I can't. I really can't like refute that because there's a guy on DeviantArt that just commissions people to draw white women buying loaves of bread so uh what oh you don't know about the bread boy no oh okay he just commissions people to draw like cartoon characters buying just absolute immense amounts of bread they're not eating it they're not naked it's not sexual but they're just buying bread and he just commissions people to draw this is it like they just like have a shopping yes. cart full of bread? Just a shopping oh. cart full of bread. Like oh. specifically white wonder bread. <laughs> I don't get it either. I don't get it either. Uh, that's your that's your fun internet <laughs> fetish fact of the day. Thanks. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> Where else can we find you on the internet aside from this guy's DVNR? You can please don't look me on DVNR. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not a that's that's not a uh uh like admittled admittance to my like weird fetishes. That's that's just the fact that there's art on there and it's embarrassing. Um, oh, but that's when I met you. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's probably the only thing that happened on that goddamn website. Anyway, where can we find you? You can find me at all the places at Literal Soup. You can find our podcast at uh, the at Absolute Cast on Twitter. And we'll give you updates and stuff. Uh, That's it. Catch you, Goro. It's a good time. Catch you, Goro. Eat your fucking heart out. (laughs) No, Vor, please. Please not in that way. Not in that way. Just in the the mean way. I want it to be mean. You want it to be mean? I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be weird. Just mean. <laughs> 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 <laughs>